Today on the Real Guy Podcast, I got Lamont Jones and the millennial Stephen Busaka. We talk about everything from the U to how low the bar is and how low it keeps going. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and run that dog. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. You've been podcasting, huh? The podcast that I did with the nerds, it failed. <laughs> ha, not mine. The guest that was previous to me who played on the 89, he has three rings. He played 87, 89, and 91 center for the Canes, Kelvin Harris. And his audio was unusable. His audio is too bad? was too bad they couldn't salvage it they couldn't do anything and they do skype and my audio was fine but they're gonna try to recut it or whatever because like when i start going it doesn't it's not really a hurricanes podcast because i go in like 20 different directions so they're like well we might release yours as a special edition like a lost interview or whatever i was like just call me back up and re-record some of it and you know so they're struggling they should just, um, well, who am I to give anybody freaking podcasting advice? But Jesus Christ, what the hell do you guys talk about? And with the freaking team and like nothing's going on. Right. So that's why like everybody else follows recruiting. I don't follow recruiting. So I really have nothing to say because I don't know who these high school kids are or whatever. So we did talk about they were like, who's who do you think is the best between 87 89 and 91 and i was like oh my god that's tough man that's like picking your favorite kid or picking your favorite guitar or whatever. best player best team oh best team yeah in those years because you know the 91 year that was dennis erickson that's when they went crazy on texas had 200 and something yards of penalties and uh won the national championship but like the 87 years, that's blades in them. And that defense was just straight nasty. Right. That's Russell, Maryland. Like, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's when Mike Irvin was leading the team. Right. And the friggin' one of the most badass dudes on the whole team was a wide receiver. Yeah. Which totally shook the system, which in my opinion is what made that team Head over heels better than all the rest of the teams. It's about leadership. Right. But so maybe you, we'll get to hear it. Maybe another week or something, they'll drop it. Are they still talking about recruiting in the middle of September or the end of the uh, beginning of September? Like, isn't that like yeah. a dead issue? No, because it's very nerdy. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. Like they've all got their cards. <laughs> and you know, do they, they dress can, up? Yes, they dress up like buffoons. They wear these people wear um, merchandise every day, <laughs> like like you merchandise. Yes, and then the other guys that are doing podcasts for FSU and the Gators, they're wearing Gator merchandise every day. Like not just one little bit of flair or whatever. Like I don't mind you have a ball cap or whatever, or. The T-shirt, okay, and, but don't don't like double and triple up. You know what I mean? Unless you're a coach, and then the guys wear like the coach's collection. So he's got the collared like golf shirt, 
you know, that looks like the one that Manny wears right. tucked into the khakis and everything. And then you see these guys and you're like, dude, are you a coach? No, you're a fan. And you didn't even go there. Like, I'm not big into saying you had to go to the school for whatever you root for because it is regional. Right. Like, people are like, you didn't even go there. Okay, so who am I supposed to root for? Illinois? Like, dude, I grew up down here. I knew kids that were on the team. That's my team. Right. But I wanted to get, um, pass some ideas I had about some fishing things by you guys. A couple of um First, there's a rumor going around that there's a Lunker Con being planned for Al Morata. That is false. Isla Murata. That's false? That's false. Although okay. I will be in Isla Murata tomorrow night. And I'll be there huh. tomorrow afternoon. Together or separate? Separate. <laughs> separate. He's going fishing with Alfano. And I'm going down to hang out with the girls in Lower Metacombe. I got gotcha. you. But I don't think that that got spun out of control where they, somebody thought it was a Lunker Con going on down there. Yeah, a little bit on social media this afternoon. It was like, yeah, there's going to be a Lunker Con in Almorada, the next Lunker Con. When what? The non- when the nonsense is all over, it's going to be in uh, Almorada, which I think would be a great spot. I mean, I've always said I would love to do it in the Keys. Is there enough people in the Keys to do a Lunker Con? Are we just going to make everybody Are we just going to make everybody drive? If everybody loves to drive there except me. And Chip, you and I can carpool. We can carpool, and you'll draw from South Miami. You know what I mean? I don't know. Broward is so weird. We're smack like dab in the middle. There's, you know, like north of us, there's a lot of guys. South of us is a lot of guys. But as for Fort Lauderdale, even when you look at other Lunker Cons, we had a lot of people traveling far distance. You know what I mean? They're coming from Bradenton. They're coming from Stewart. They're coming from Port St. Lucie. Right. So I think, and Almorada is such a destination that guys will bring their boats and get a hotel for the night or two nights or whatever and make it into a big thing, which they wouldn't do for that thing we did in Stewart. And Tampa's kind of tough because it's so huge. But I think the guys will start, um, you know, connecting and, you know, real guys helping real guys. Plus, they could probably pull up in their boats if we had it somewhere that was, you know, Oceanside or Bayside. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not buying the keys. Okay. I've been trying to talk to you about that for a while, too. <laughs> well, the keys has signs that says, no, you're not allowed to do anything. So, you- I, Well, when you go to the keys and you're rolling around, there's signs everywhere posted. Yeah. No access, no this, no that. I mean, just like. They don't want you doing anything. I can't. I can't imagine having a lunker con down there. Where are we gonna have it? We could do the Lorelei's. Where? Lorelei's. They got enough space. We could Two do that. What's that, Lamont? What's that place? Um, Lazy days. Lazy days. Holiday Isle. Holiday Isle. Um, They're all packed anyway. They don't need lunker con. Right. I just. I really feel like. Because again, I mean, dude, like. The, the Florida Keys, especially Isla Morada, is like considered the fishing capital of the world. I mean, why would people not come to Isla Morada or the Keys in general to have a Lunker Con? To me, it just makes sense. No, they would have to travel. Yeah, and they yeah. will do it. I'm telling you they'll do it. Even Lamont's saying they'll do it. Even Lamont. Even yeah. Lamont. And plus, the good thing about going down there is Lamont and I can't get lost like we did trying to get up to Tampa. Right, one way in, <laughs> one way out. One way in and one I was going to say, we can't screw that up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, every time I'm down there, everything's already packed. The chicks are telling everybody what to do. 
know what I mean? And well, the guys yeah. are pretty much just going along for the ride. And then you have a few hardcore, like real fishing dudes that are down there that actually got a plan. But as soon as they're on land, the chicks are telling them what to do. Yeah. In what sense? They do the whole agenda where they're eating, what they're doing, what they're wearing, everything. The chicks just take over when they go to the Keys. And it didn't always used to be like that. It used to be like a man's place to be, but not anymore. That's why you feel so comfortable down there. <laughs> well, all right, next topic. Topic. I got another topic. That was just a rumor anyway. We'll work on LunkerCon information. The next thing that's been going around social media is the guys that can't stop buying fishing tackle. And I'm not talking about rich dudes neither, but working class dudes that just can't stop buying combos, shirts, sunglasses, uh, floaty keychains, rope bracelets, all that stuff. Rope bracelets? How many guys are upgrading from a combo? Say they, they got in like on one of those $149 Bass Pros, those Daiwa or the Pen or Shimano. They're all good. And they've yet to even catch a quality fish on it. Maybe they caught a couple of jacks and maybe a red and this and that. But they're ready to upgrade already. They're like, I need to get up into that $350 bracket. And right. it's like, dude, that real rod and reel you have is brand new still. And just buying stuff gives them a feeling of fulfillment. Like they feel good for a while. It's like when you get your new phone or whatever. Like it's a phase. Day, yeah, it's a phase you go through. And they just can't stop buying and posting stuff. It, it goes and, deeper than that. Let me let me give you a good example from the guy I had fishing last night. Yeah. All right. So the dude, the dude books, and um, I never took him before. It was actually a referral from Norm, and he wanted to get his first tarpon. So he books a trip, and everything seems to be pretty cool. And he's like, "Hey, look, I got a new combo that I want to bring. Can I use my own rod?" And I'm like, "Sure, I don't mind. You know." Bring your combo. Let me know what you got. And then I'll make sure I got everything else in case you need something else. So the guy brings his combo. And it's pretty fancy. He got like one of those Thranks Shimano reels and some fancy-ass rod. And he was damn sure talking about how much it cost. And I'm sure it cost him a pretty decent pen- penny. How much? Is that part- that thing that um, Brad Brad had? Yes. That like big giant bait caster? Right. And the thing was like 500 bucks 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 500? Something like that. I think it's it was like 699 10 years well, ago. It's crazy, though. Crazy, though. So anyway, the guy wanted to use it, and I'm like, okay. So there was one way we were fishing last night where the baitcaster was just fine, and he could totally use it. But then we we're going to fish some, um, some bridges and some docks where he actually had to cast something pretty light, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, he wanted to use his rod. And I said, listen, you might want to use one of these light spinners for this. And he says, well, I want to use my rod. And I says, well. I says, you can. I says, but I think you might do better at one of these spinners right now. But the guy insisted to use his bait casting combo, and he couldn't cast the friggin' bait like 10 feet with it. Because he's got a hard-ass rod and a giant reel with a huge drag on it. And he he spent the last two hours of the trip not catching anything, but he was perfectly fine with that as long as he was using his combo. Jesus. That's like brainwashed. That's stubborn. Well, that leads into the third thing here now, which is, guys, this is really sad. Busaka, I'm going to want your opinion on this one. (laughs) Guys that 
post social media about fish they miss. Oh my gosh, dude. It's like, like a guy will post on um, Facebook, like just missed a 30 pound tarpon, spit the bait, period, post. Dude, that's not content. I've seen them do that and also post a picture like of themselves, like somebody took a picture of them from like behind them and they're just kind of standing there like with their head down. Have you seen that one where they do that? And then they have like that whole description of I just lost the biggest fish of my life. Does that surprise you, Lamont? Yeah, because we never did that. Well, yeah, we never did that. But a lot of things you guys didn't do. But what I'm saying is it doesn't surprise me one bit because every time I think that the bar can't get any lower – these doofuses figure out how to lower the bar just a little bit more. What? You have, like, okay, what's more boring to have a conversation about? Fantasy football, a losing poker hand, or a fish that you missed? Same. But Same. All of the above. <laughs> and then if you can get your reel, uh, the mention of your reel in there. Like, just had a take on my 6,500, but it spit the hook. I didn't get a hook into him. Right. I'll check back in. Well, that, Jesus. <laughs> now, it's easy for everybody to get attached to the gear like that. And it goes in all levels. Like, I was at a party the other night, and my friend's son was uh, doing a swordfish trip on a Rybovich. And the guy happened to mention the word Rybovich about 20 times that night. And finally, I had to be like, dude, I get it. The kid's on a Rybovich. Do I know this friend? No. It's like a form of sporting, basically. Well, I mean, when your kid's fishing on a Rybovich, then, you know, it's important to say it a dozen times. Make sure everybody gets the picture. Well, I I immediately got the picture in my head of a mutual, very good friend of ours that would do that, too. And I could see saying Rybovich 40 times in two minutes. Kind of like that. Kind of like that, but not near as gargarious. Like, he was saying right. Rabovich, like, and then looking at you, like, trying to, like, see what your response would be. He wanted to get, like, some kind of reaction out of you. But it was more important for him than anybody in the room. To it's talk a about gratification. Him. Right. It's a gratification and a little, it's a, it's a weird flex. And <laughs> another way of doing it would be like when Busaka offered to drive down to the Keys. He did it like a gentleman. He didn't say, oh, dude, we can take my Porsche down there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do, I dude, do. you want to go want to go sword fishing on the Rybovich tonight? <laughs> dude, I know you have a Rybovich. <laughs> it's just another, another little flex right in your face. Dusaki, do you know what a Rybovich is? Yeah, I'm assuming it's a kind of boat. That would be no. What's a Rybovich? A Rybovich is pretty much the cat's ass. If you're like you mean a, the cat's meow. No, the cat's ass. <laughs> if you're like Palm Beach Yacht Club. All right. So it's a yacht. No, it's a sport fish. Okay, yacht. so it's a boat. Right. But why did you say no? Well, like you have no clue what it is. <laughs> no, I right? don't. Or the or the relevance of this guy talking about this Rybovich. No. Yeah. That's all right. It's all right. Hey, I did it though, right? Well, I'm not good on Rybovich identification, but I do identify the boat as hey what's that and then jeff's like oh that's a rybovich like they definitely stand out when you see one you know right you're like damn that's a big deal well you just look at it and it's like that thing's kind of special but i think it's more like you know people wanting to be associated in that palm beach crowd 
And like sword fishing, which is beneath me, is any better that you're doing it on a badass custom boat? Like you're still just drifting along like <laughs> Wait, hold on. sword Wait, fishing. Why is why is sword fishing beneath you? You seen the people that do it? Peter Miller. Oh no, he's sailfish, not, right? Yeah, he's not sailfish. Peter Miller. No. Exactly. I'm talking like the ninety percent of the guys that are sword fishing like every night have start off the night with a bloody t shirt. You know, that's been washed four hundred times and the blood just won't come out of it. Their hands look like they just pulled a motor. Like put it this way, Busaka. The Palm Beach Yacht Club has never held a swordfish tournament. Have they ever even seen a swordfish? <laughs> yeah, on their plates. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I swordfish. Interesting. And then sh- crazy shit happens in swordfish tournaments. Like what? Like people fill the fish up with weights and water. Seriously? Seriously. And yes. then when they go to weigh them, the water's all flushing out of the fish. Dude, Jeff did a swordfish, a small little swordfish tournament. Right. And they had the weigh in over there on Las Olas. I didn't go, but Jeff like texts me or whatever. I don't even know what form of communication we were using then. But he texts me and is like, I think you better get down here. Bring the cameras. So I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, There's about to be some serious drama. So I get in the car with the cameras, batteries, everything. I head right down there to Las Olas and there's some mad faces. And Jeff's laughing and he's like, dude, they just caught this guy cheating. And the guy's denying it, and they're trying to come up with the money right now to have somebody come and polygraph him on the spot. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, so how was he cheated? He filled the swordfish up with something? Fills it up with water. <laughs> Don't they hang it up down? You can down? just, you can just see the water coming out of the fish. <laughs> Probably like Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he denied it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, saying, Busaka, yeah. only at a swordfish tournament. Okay. Oh, and probably kingfish tournaments too. I was about to say kingfish, dude. But kingfish, <laughs> the kingfish tournaments are so far beneath me. Like I've never even been to one of those weigh-ins. You know, they, those kingfish tournaments are really popular up in uh, Daytona area. Lamont, I sent Lamont's picture. Like I went like a, like two years ago to Daytona with Eli Johnson, and the, we went to the tackle store up there. And on the door, plastered real big, was kingfish tournament. <laughs> that is a Jacksonville type thing. <laughs> I think it, I think it's really cute that you're like getting all this in your old age. Me? <laughs> yeah, like you're starting to understand where the kingfish guys are, the redfish guys. Lamont just kind of schooled you on the swordfish guys. We went through the Rybovich thing. It's a learning experience. I love it, and I take it all in, and it's it's. I feel like it's good to know. I feel like it's been good for me. Did you guys ever hear about the time I lost a kingfish because I was on mono? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Do you want to tell yes, us? Yes, tell us. Yeah, that, it was please. good, man. We were trolling for, um, uh, you know, bonitas and stuff, and a king just skied on my bait, but <laughs> nothing happened because we had mono leader. So it was like basically gone instantly. Yeah, I just reeled the line in. I'm gonna post that right now. I'm you should post that. Up, yeah. Without me missing that fish. Forget not just losing. But how about how about posting about fish that you lost like 20 years ago? What are your thoughts on that? Well, the only time it's really acceptable is if you're admitting human error like you're not you blew a knot. <laughs> but just like regular up losing a fish, no. But if you're like, "Oh my god, I had a 35-pound snook on this corner right here and I blew the knot and reeled in and there was a pigtail. It was a curly cue." <laughs> No, it just never ceases to amaze me how people figure out ways to lower the bar. 
and that's about as low as I've seen it get. I so Lamont, I have a question for you, and I brought this up to Jeff. I'm interested to kind of get your perspective on it. People are sporting lobsters like harder oh. than ever, oh. like. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I almost feel like – I told Jeff, I feel like people that sport lobster that hard have got like some kind of a complex. Like what are, what are your thoughts on that whole lobster sporting thing? I, I think the Florida lobster is so overrated. Like I'd rather have a good dish of shrimp pasta than the Florida lobster and the butter. Like okay. It's, it's all right. But it's not – I'm not willing to go through all that. And the fact that they – like spell out 2020 on the dock with all their little lobsters or like, they make like a heart, you know, um, whatever formation with their lobsters. We've just never, um, we've just never been about that. I have no problem going out there and getting one or two. Oh, hell no. Or yeah. Five or whatever. But the fact that these people like I'm, I'm do away with the whole season. Do, do away with the whole thing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, no. Those people go nuts. You guys, you guys are missing the ball. You guys are missing the point a little bit. Let's hear it. Well, lobster fishing is like lobster ring. Lobster fishing, lobster ring, <laughs> diving for them. However, you're going to harvest your lobsters. That's pretty cool and everything, but it's like more of a stepping stone. So, like to watch youngsters and teenagers do it, it's, it's somewhat cool. acceptable. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I'm when never you're a grown man up on and you're kids. running around on a 44 foot Freeman and you're sporting the piss out of your 20 lobsters because you got the limit, that's where I start to like, you know, it irks me a little bit. Well, yeah. I just all of my criticism is aimed at adults. Like, I have no problem with kids sporting their gear, talking about missing fish, um, buying too much gear, all the rants from today. This is all aimed at people like. 30 and above. So, so technically I could still do it. See, and then here, <laughs> right. This is, this is exactly what I was going to bring up. I was going to say 18 and below and you raised the bar to 30, which is actually lowering the bar even more, even more. So Lamont just found a way to lower the bar even more. Right. Well, yeah. Cause you, and, and our generation, Jeff, it was 18, but now the bar is so low that you push it up to 30. Right. Right. I mean, listen, my whole thing is, I have no issue going to get lobster. I mean, listen, it's cool. I, I personally love the taste of them. So you wanted to just like scoot right past that issue? No, no, no. Well, I just like, but my whole thing is <laughs> I seen people sport them so damn hard. Like, like it, it makes them feel good. Like, look at me. I got lobster. You know what I mean? And it's like, kind of like how you said, it's more of like a stepping stone. Not necessarily like we have to keep posting it every weekend about how you caught your limits and then, like how Lamont said, we're going to spell out and do all kinds of formations on the dock. They're lobster guys. Lobster guys. <laughs> there's, like, guys for everything. And there's gear for everything. Gear guys. The same dudes that are sporting their lobster sporting the piss out of that red and white lobster on the back of their truck. Yes. It's, oh like, a, it's like, a, like a decal, right? Right. It's a dive flag, but a lobster. That's like the guys <laughs> like Lamont used to mess around with the redfish guys of how when they would catch those big bull reds on the beach in the Carolinas, they always made sure that – so they had the red in one hand and they made sure that they had the pyramid sinker in the other hand to make sure everybody saw the sinker. Mm. Okay, Jeff, have you like, talked about your backcountry experience on the podcast that? yet? No, I have not done a podcast about fishing with uh, Justin Napier over in Naples. 
But you did see that super slam I got, right? Yeah, yeah. And it that just good. goes to I show did. you that if a real East Coaster goes over there and fishes with, with a real West Coaster, is shit happens. Yeah. I mean, it was like the only thing that the, the only thing that we did not post, and I respect the guy that took me for not posting is these little dink snooks. Right. Like we just included them as part of the slam, but no pictures, no sporting, no yeah. video release, no over release, no talking about the yellow fins. Also, if you did notice and you looked at all those videos and stuff that Justin took, when I did catch back to back redfish and black drum, there was no spot counting. <laughs> the redfish stole the sh- that stole the show though, dude. Everybody loved it. Of course they loved it because they finally feel like they can get back at me after all these years of me making fun of them catching those things. And, you know, that's called taking advantage of the opportunity, which they did. And I don't blame them. And I, and I, yeah. don't hold, I don't hold any offense to it. Yeah, you shouldn't. But I just want everybody to note that I did not count the spots. I did not talk about how beautiful the fish was. How copper it looked and right. I did not over-release it, nothing. <laughs> it was like, okay, red, next. Are we back to tarpon on fly now? Oh my and then you do know that guy Justin brought me over to catch the uh, black drum. You know, I still haven't caught one. I've been trying of to get one. Of course you haven't, but let me finish the thing. <laughs> he caught me. He brought me over there to get the black drum, knowing that he could get the video and post the pictures. Yep. Being like, oh, dude, I'm going to get Lunker Dog catching a black drum. That's kind of like payback from the that West was, Coasters. That was gratifying for him, I bet. It was payback. But I'll be honest, though. Did you enjoy catching the reds and the black drum? Of course. Yeah. Of course. But targeted species that day was tarpon. Yeah. Everything was bycatch. Well, except for the black drum. He did that on purpose. Do you know some people actually consider, there's a lot of flats guys like that are really into their permit fishing, consider bonefish bycatch when they're fishing for permit. Yeah, that's fish thing as a permit guy. So there's tarpon guys though. Right. There's bonefish yeah. guys. Right. But there's no permit guys. Right. Right. Interesting. See, I love this because I love – so you realize, Lamont, I was saying to Jeff, this is the first time the three of us have been on a podcast together since I think we did the body odor episode. But I don't think I did the body odor episode. I'm telling you, you were there. <laughs> oh, my God. It was only – it was only the – well, the number two upload in the last year was body odor. You do yeah. know what number one was? Martha. Martha Bennett. That's yeah. right. But anyway, Lamont, we got to cut you short because we got a big conference call with Waypoint TV. Okay. They're going. They're having a uh, a conference call for all the podcasts. So they call that Waypoint Collective. Yeah. And the guy Hunter is running the thing, and this is the first time like Hunter's like been in charge and everything. And what platform are they doing the conference on? Zoom. Okay. So we're going to zoom it up with the uh, Waypoint Collective people. So wish Busaka luck. Good luck, Busaka. <laughs> Don't throw any hurdles. Nope. You know what that means? Yeah. Did you watch Karate Kid? <sighs> so I was telling Jeff about that today. I haven't seen it in years. But tell, tell Jeff what you told me, though, about Cobra Kai. Have you watched Cobra Kai, Jeff? No. You've seen Karate Kid? I did. A million times, right? Yeah, very well. Matter of fact, okay. I think he was on Kusaka's top 10 Italians, right? Machio? No. Yeah, well, they've brought it back, whatever, 38 years later. And the 
it's still the, you know, Machio and the blonde kid, the bully, except things have really changed. And it's funny, you'll get a kick out of it. So don't you watch it? Yeah, I w- it has a couple of rough moments. Like, I would um, recommend it for Victoria, but there's a few rough moments. you got to make that call, so watch it first. Okay. Jesus. Do, do, you know what the, do you know what I've been watching with Victoria and Nicole? Huh. Yellowstone. Is that any good? I haven't seen that. It's People mean. love it. It's mean. There is not a lot of bright, not, not a lot of bright side to it. It's mean and it's it's harsh. Right. But I've been watching it. It's been pretty good. But anyway, Lamont, um, we'll catch up with you soon. And All right. Pretty good podcast. And uh, don't worry, Busaka is going to be just fine on this conference call. <laughs> no hurdles. Nope. Right now, All right. Okay. See you.